Hello, and welcome to the Path of Most Persistence. This is a place where we hear and share tenacious stories of overcoming obstacles with our partners who dare to share a bit of their own personal paths. Tarasha Adair, the wife of 20 years and a mother of three, she resides in Prairie View, Texas where she has lived for the past 22 years. She is a purpose-driven woman of faith whose mission is to encourage, educate, and empower people. Her project-based business, T. Adair Enterprises, serves clients through products and services that give life to her clients' capacities. Tarasha believes that we must invest in building people from the inside out. She is an author, releasing two additional books in August of this year. Tarasha is also the founder and CEO of AML, A Message of Love Incorporated, a nonprofit organization to positively impact diverse groups of girls from all races, nationalities, and socioeconomic walks of life. Tarasha, thank you so much for joining me today. It is finally an opportunity that we can get together, but such a joy. Thank you for inviting me. I'm like really excited about coming on today and just thankful that you have invited me to come on. So I'm I'm ready to just share with the people. I, I love it. And just as a little bit of background, especially to our audience. Now, we have collaborated yes. over the past couple of years or so, but we've never met in person. No, we have not. So this is so good to finally see you, talk to you, have yes. you in the room, because I am feeling your energy. <laughs> I have felt it electronically before through our exchanges, through the reports of the programs that we've supported, that yes. you all have hosted yes. and provided for young people in your area. You. So as we get started, can you just tell me a little bit, if you want to talk about and those past collaborations and hopefully future collaborations we'll have together. But do you want to talk a little bit about those programs perhaps to get us started? Yes, I do want to um, share about the programs. They are all centered on youth because I believe in the school system coming from being in the classroom 14 years, I call it the four walls of the classroom, and then having the opportunity to go beyond the four walls and venture into other classrooms, I spent a particular amount of time actually taking what I call, consider a demotion, so that I could see what was going on in other schools. And I substitute, I I was a substitute teacher and also did some tutoring. And that allowed me to see a lot of problems because I would sub across from early childhood all the way to 12th grade. And it allowed me to see problems that were consistent um, in multiple schools. And I look at myself and what I do for youth as a gap filler. Mm -hmm. Everything can't be done within the classroom setting. So it is important to have community connections. Mm -hmm. Those of us who would dare to stand up and say, you know what, there are some gaps, so I am going to be a gap filler. So that youth can get experience that experiences that they are not getting inside of the classroom. And that can offer so much more to the whole individual because kids, they miss out a lot. I just recently finished hosting this week mm. um, the Leadership Academy for girls ages 8 through 10. 
And we have another one coming up next week for girls ages 11 through 15. Mm -hmm. And so doing those programs allows me to see that what I am doing is very valuable. And then what's, what's great is that when, when I have partnerships with people like you, mm -hmm. amazing partnerships that allows me to expand what I'm doing and to reach out to even more youth, I, I count that an honor. And I hope, and that's the whole hopes of where I am right now, being outside of the classroom, that I can make more partnerships like that to be able to make an impact in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and already you've mentioned so many items that I want to pick back up on. But one of the things I really want to start off with, with those 14 years of being in education, yes. being in and out of classrooms on campuses, what were some of those consistent or common issues or problems or concern that that you've seen with children that maybe just the general public that are not right. in education maybe they you need to make them aware what are some of the things that you've seen consistently over the years some of the things that i've seen consistently was that the student load well, let me, I'll just put the teacher, student teacher ratio mm -hmm. was not ideal for maximizing learning. Because it was because too large, too small. It was too large. Okay. <laughs> it was too large, definitely yes. too large. So I witnessed students being left out. And mm -hmm. you know, we have the No Child Left Behind Act, but the truth is, I constantly saw children being left behind even with the most amazing teachers. Because at the end of the day, you know you've done all you can, but you know you can only do so much as well. And so I've seen those things. I've seen kids, children yearning for attention because they, you, you could see obviously that they were going through some things beyond um, what they could tell or, yes. you know, or trust anybody with. Mm. I must talk about this. I spent two years at a, a particular campus mm -hmm. tutoring, which was almost the equivalent of doing intervention with mm -hmm. small groups. Mm -hmm. I saw students who teachers had deemed were problem children come alive. I experienced them being very respectful, very excited about learning. And, and I was like, they just need the opportunity to be seen, mm. the opportunity to be heard, the opportunity to be encouraged, because I know what it's like to have a class of 22, 23 students and somebody gets overlooked because you're trying to be everywhere and you're trying to manage everything, but it's hard. And so when you have people like me coming in being gap fillers, we catch those who are missing, who mm. are missing out. And we're able to say, you know what, you're going to be okay. We're able to encourage them. We're able to see what they can do and point that out and say, you know what? You did a great job. Mm. I knew you could do it. I just witnessed that at the camp the other day. I felt like some of the girls were literally pulling at me. And Miss Adair, and do you know? And, and they just kept, it's like they were hungry mm. to be affirmed that I am valuable I do have what it takes to be successful, even though it doesn't look like it, yeah. even though I don't feel like that right now. Yeah. 
but you give me hope that there's something more. I, I appreciate you saying that. And just to continue on what, you, what um, you've provided with your comments, I just want to add to educators. Um, I think unless you're in the field of education or you're in a family with an educator, right. I don't think most people, and I say that just the general public, doesn't truly uh, understand they or don't. appreciate the restraints and the demands of educators in the classroom. They don't. Uh, even the, in the most um, resourced yeah. schools, Thank so to you. speak. Yes, ma'am. Um, even if it's an ideal ratio, you right. know, even if scientifically, if it's the mm. magic number, it's still. It's hard. Yes. It's difficult. It is difficult. It is hard. And I always like to, I guess, give the example of, of let's all just imagine Ooh. Uh, that we were responsible, let's just say, for 22 children for not even eight hours, but maybe yeah. six hours yeah. in one day. Uh, you're responsible for keeping them safe. Number one. Yes. Number one. Um, you are responsible for ensuring that they learn what the objective yes. was for yes. the day. Yes, yes. Um, and then all the other things that are tagged on to teachers, that they're all getting along, that they're yeah. feeling positive, yes. that they're feeling motivated, that everybody's on task, that it, everyone is performing, and everybody at the end of a certain period is ready to take an exam. So... Uh, that, to me, although I started off my career many, many years ago, almost 30 <laughs> years ago as a first grade teacher. Wow. I, I have some recognition to, to what that is yes. and was. But just I like to remind myself of that because I'm so far yes, removed from yes, those days. Yes. To think about me being responsible for 22 yes. littles, even yes. if they're little bodies or big bodies. Right. Um, it's daunting. It is. And especially with all the issues that we hear so much, unfortunately and sadly, in uh, the media that we right. know what's going on that we have to deal with. I just want to take this time to give praise and support to educators. Me too. And just a little bit more acknowledgement yes. of the demands of their yes. time. But to extend to what you do in filling the gap, so to yes. speak, thank you so much. And I feel like with some of our collaborations uh, with the Nuclear Power Institute yes. and your programming, that's what we try to do, that right? Is. is support, to strengthen, to encourage, to engage all the things uh, so that we can uh, support everyone's efforts. That's right. That's right. But I want to know from those experiences and your mission uh, professionally, personally, and I'd love for you, you know, to speak about uh, your personal business as well. How is it that you've constructed your mission? And I know it involves <laughs> encouraging, educating, and empowering. How did you select those three particular words? Mm. And how is it that you build about your programs and find partners? First of all, I will say when I encourage educate and empower. It started from my childhood. Mm -hmm. I've always been an encourager. Even in the midst of my own challenges, I still had enough strength, enough hope for other people. So, so people, including my mom, 
and other students were always coming to me, asking for advice, looking for words of encouragement. I remember I used to... I used to write poetry for for couples, boyfriends and girlfriends in high school. Stop it. A guy would come up to me. He was like, I messed up. Could you write me something <laughs> so that I could make up with oh, my God. girlfriend? <laughs> okay. and, I, and I'm so serious. I did I these that. things. For, somehow, for some reason, <laughs> as you're saying this, it's it's kind of surprising, but not shocking. I, I can see it. Right, I can see that. Right. I did that, and I was happy to do it. And, but even back then, I was encouraging people. So it's always been a part of my life. I am an encourager. But wait a minute. Before you go any further. <laughs> okay, because I was kidding. <laughs> no, no, listen. I, but I need to know right now, where does, from where does that come? Is that because that's who you are? That's just one of your God-given yes. traits? Or was it nurtured by your mom? You mentioned your mom. Where, or is that in defiance of something that really motivated you? I, where, from where does that come? And where do you go to replenish it? Because mm. surely all of us, right. no matter our enthusiasm, um, the the passion that we feel, yeah. we get depl- you know, replenished from time to time. So, so tell me. Tell me everything. Well, first of all, I was born with it. Yeah. <laughs> it it's a gift from God. Everybody has gifts. Every individual who comes on this earth has a unique gift that comes from him. And so that's one of my gifts. But I do get discouraged sometimes. Mm. And what I do, I find my power in prayer. I love having conversations. And I just recently shared I do what's called a daily dose of encouragement on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. and just recently um, started a YouTube channel that I haven't been doing the best on, but, but I'm more on Facebook than I am on my YouTube channel, giving the daily dose of encouragement. And I talked about the power of whispered prayers mm-hmm. just all throughout your day, just having these little brief um, conversations with God throughout the day. When you get upset, God, I'm not feeling good right now. Look, I need you to take this anger away from me because I feel like I'm going to do something, say something that's not going to be good. And it's just little things. Oh, please help me do this. And and it gives me strength. I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, that's my place of power is in, in prayer. Start off in the morning, all throughout the day, at night. That's my place. And also just taking the time to care for myself because I am naturally a worker. And I will honestly say if I didn't have a family, so my my family helps me to stay human. (laughs) Because if I didn't have a family, I probably would just work, 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 work. I love working. I love doing different things. I love working on projects. I've always been that way. When I was in high school, I participated in so many clubs. I was in FFA, FHA, the science club, math club, all the drama. All, yes, all of that. Beta, a cheerleader, band, all of that. Well, that's where I get my, my power in, in prayer. When you're in a situation, why is it or how is it that you have selected to, to focus on what you have to provide that? incorporated into your programs that's good okay we got the encouragement out of the way mm-hmm. education I'm going to tell you my my story briefly in college my senior year I ended up with in um with an unplanned pregnancy mm-hmm. 
And I was told by those who were in my inner circle to abort my baby. And I contemplated it very seriously. I was like, oh, no, I'm getting ready. Because I thought I was going to Hollywood. Let me put that out there. I was going to Hollywood. I was going to be an actress. And that was going to be that. I was going to be rich and famous. You had a vision. And I had, had a, a vision. vision for my life, okay? And so here I am with this baby. In my womb, I have to make a decision. And at the end of the day, it was my decision. Because even his father... You know, was like, oh, my goodness, I messed up your life. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I remember just really being, being distraught because I've always been my own worst enemy. Not now, but back then before mm -hmm. I got freed. And I, I didn't need anybody else telling me how horrible or what a bad decision I made or anything like that. I was already beating myself up. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. I was going around with my head down, just disgusted with myself. Like, how could you let this happen to you? You, you were there. You got these great grades. You already have connections in California to go there. Or you have the option to go to film school in North Carolina. And here you are pregnant. And so at the end of the day, I decided to keep my son. And he is the one who is attending Texas A&M University right Ooh. now. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> and so, and, and, I, and, and, I, and that was a good decision for me. But it also pushed me into an area that I did not know I was gifted in. And I began praying. I said, God, what do I do with my life? Because I don't know what to do now. I thought I was going to be this actress. And I heard him speak inwardly to me, teach, teach. And then I heard special education. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so it wasn't I, part of your plan. It wasn't a part of my plan. And so I was like, well, I'm already in a situation. So I'm going to go ahead and obey and, and follow that. And then uh, to add, what to say, to add insult to injury, God told me to go back to my hometown, Hempstead, Texas. And I was like, I don't want to go back to that place. I'm trying to get away from that place. But he sent me back and he said, before I release you to go anywhere else, you must go back to Hempstead. So guess what? I go to Hempstead. I get in the alternative. I got in the alternative um, education program because mm -hmm. my, my major was theater. I was a drama major, and I had a minor in business administration. I know, look, put that together. Oh, <laughs> but beautiful. interestingly, I was working with engineers. <laughs> That's how I met Dr. P. That's how I met Merlin Palikathada. I worked all of my, my undergraduate and some of my graduate years for NASA car which was the nasa center for applied radiation research mm -hmm. so I, I i was a receptionist and an office manager and i'm around these engineers and and just look thinking fast forward who am i working with currently you know through the educational consultant side of my business i'm working with engineers again i'm working with scientists again god brings everything full circle but going back to me graduating and um, God sending me into teaching and going back to my hometown. When I went to interview in Hempstead ISD, I was like, um, it's really close to the end of school year. Mm -hmm. And I was still working for CAR, NASA CAR. Mm -hmm. And 
And I remember Dr. Kirby calling me into the office, and he's always been like a father figure to me. And just for our audience, who is Dr. Kirby? Dr. Kirby, he was over engineering. And when I was when I was um, at Prairie View A&M University working as a receptionist. And so anyways, he took me in his office and he said, Tarasha, I'm so sorry. He said, we have run out of funds. The account that we are paying you from has run out of funds. The funds are depleted. And so we've done all we can for you. And so I had to go out and get that teaching position. Mm-hmm. Even though I could have already, but I was like, that was my safe zone. Right, right. And they were so kind to me. Dr. Wilkins, who also, is, I'm working with him right now. He's also an engineer and, and a professor and scientist and all of those great things. Um, but I had to leave. I had to go. It was my time. My season was up. And so I went there to Hempstead ISD, and the only position they had open was in special education. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. And so anyways, I started my journey there, and I would spend 14 years learning how to educate teachers, students, myself. It was my training ground where God humbled me. It was very hard for me at first. Sometimes the greatest challenges in life is overcoming your mindset because I felt like I was a failure. Here I was, a teacher. That's an honorable um, career. Yes. But I, but I wasn't doing what I said I was going to do. Yes. So I was ashamed and I was embarrassed. So when people in my hometown would approach me and they would say, I thought you were going to Hollywood to be an actress. What are you doing here? And they would say it like that. And I'm just doing what God told me to do. That would be my response, even though it was eating me up on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I put on this side, like, I'm here. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for this season. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. And I came to a place, and it was very humbling because God took me through many lessons of being a servant. Mm-hmm. I had to pick up trash that I didn't throw on the ground. I, I would walk with my principal, and I would reach reached down and got to the point I'm, I'm picking up trash, mid, look, mid-conversation. And my principal might say, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, I have to do this. <laughs> it's all a part of my training. And in situations of being bullied on the job mm. and learning how to deal with people in grace, in grace, um, that, w- that was difficult sometimes. Also, coming to a place where I had to learn how to manage my classroom, but at the same time, I'm going to use the term minister to other people. Mm. Teachers often came to me asking for prayer, asking for someone just to hear them, asking for someone, you know, asking for my advice. Same thing I was doing as a child, just like I'm a magnet for those things. And I remember being upset one time, and I know I'm going here and there and everywhere. I remember being upset one time because I wouldn't get invited to go to the after-school adult parties. And I would feel rejected. And I had already, you know, felt that in my childhood because I was bullied. Every every school, um, new campus I would go to, I experienced being bullied. Um, Elementary, middle school, junior high, high school, I experienced it. But anyways, and so teachers would come to me, but they wouldn't invite me to go places. And I was like, God, I just feel like I'm being used up. That's what I said. I got so upset one day. I feel like I'm being used. 
And he spoke to me inwardly. And he said, you're a servant, aren't you? Mm. A servant is supposed to be used. And it changed my perspective of how, you know, what I was called to do and, and how I supposed to look at serving. You don't have to be anybody's friend. When you're needed, you, you serve. Whether a thank you is given or not. Even people I knew hated me. When they would go through things, they would come, would you pray for me? I could have easily said, no, why would I pray for you? You don't even like me. You're talking about me. But no, yes, I will. And then you will see that, re that relationship change, too. And it takes humility mm. to be able to say, yes, I will, and to, and to say it and do it from a place of, of love. Can I say that? From love and not wish anything harmful on the person. Because if you're not going to do it genuinely, then why are you doing it? Why? Okay. So I want you to know I see you and I hear you. And so many of the things that you've said resonate with me personally. So thank you for speaking on those things. I feel like I'm uh, receiving a, a bit of a sermon right now. And I, and I love it and I receive yes. it. Um, I, I want to know, uh, I'm, I'm going to pivot back and yes, forth a little bit. That's okay. So you've dropped so many, uh, valuable points. I want to know for those of our listeners that don't traditionally pray yeah. or have an yeah. organized sense of what prayer, what is an alternative way to do something like you're asking for yes. that shows relief or will provide something similar to that maybe someone doesn't have the same kind of tradition yes. or belief system you have. Let me tell you what's good for everybody. <laughs> like a song, this mother mode right now. Yes, please. <laughs> Still time. Mm -hmm. Still time. Before you get started on your day, before you start doing anything else, you need to take time to just be still. Listen to your inner self. What is it that I'm, ch that I'm challenged with right now? What emotions am I going through that could get the best of me today? Mm -hmm. And then you come back with affirmations. I'm, I'm big on affirmations. Yes. And you can say all kinds of positive affirmations to yourself. Because a lot of times we grow up in a world where we are natural out. I hate to say naturally, but but I'm going to say it because it just comes naturally to people to, I don't want to say like tear them down. It's but a, We live in a cynical world. There you go. I, I love mm -hmm. that. Thank you. Thank yes. you. And so we're I'm used to people. I'm following everything you're saying Listen, now. I'm, I'm used you. to people. Were you, I'm going to just say me. I learned early to take on everything that people were saying negatively about me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to reject it and say, return the sender. So I, it was like, okay, I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I can't think right. What's wrong with you? you know, all of these things. So when people get by themselves and they, and they steal themselves, they can hear themselves. Because we, we're moving so fast in life. So fast. We don't stop to be still and listen. Even just listen to the environment around us and hear the crickets. 
hear the birds chirping. That in itself will encourage you. It's like, wow, that's beautiful. I never knew the birds could sing like that. Or it's What's just that? outside my or home. Or just, yes. If I just step outside, just, you might hear something mm, if we just silence ourselves for just a minute. If we just silence ourselves. That is one thing that everybody can do. Mm. Be still. Be still. And gather your thoughts and ask yourself, what kind of day do I want to have? I thank you for that. And I think so many times if we, in that stillness yes. of that moment, maybe that first moment that we open our eyes, or and, you know, unfortunately some people wake up right. to chaos when they open That's their true. eyes. Or they're woken up by That's chaos. That's so true. But the first opportunity that we have to silence our, our mind and ourself is to force ourselves, yes. maybe perhaps, uh, to have gratitude That's it. and appreciation, mm. right? Maybe not for all. Like I would always tell my children, I still say this to my children and to myself, show gratitude and appreciation, always. not only for the things that we have, but That's even right. for the things we don't have. Thank you. Because there in it uh, allows us perspective. It allows us to show appreciation for all the things that we do have, what is working, not only in our our, physical being, but within the emotional being, the psychological side of things. But also, perhaps we don't need or want all the things that we don't have. That's true. That is so true. And I I just thank you for sharing that. Everybody can be thankful. Mm. Look at the thing. And I love what you said about not only being thankful or grateful for those things that you have, but even for those things that you don't have. Because sometimes those things that we think we want will really destroy us. Yes. And so that, oh, that's that's awesome. Look, I'm inspired. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> love it. Love this conversation. Uh, I, I do, too. Absolutely. It's long overdue. Oh, yes, it is. But... You know, as as we go go further in, into this, um, and as our audience listens to you, and and surely your your passion uh, is being transmitted, no doubt, because I certainly feel it. I'm just wondering if you had just a, a moment to share um, a bit of inspiration maybe someone that's listening to this conversation right now that maybe is just feeling i don't know maybe not alone but they're feeling lonely yes and they're feeling i use the word cynical but they're just yes. feeling negative about right. the status of all the issues that we feel so overwhelmed by yes what what can we do as an immediate kind of pressure valve release just to release it what what can you offer? I would say I think we've already discussed it. Just taking time to be grateful mm-hmm. for what you already have and for some things that you don't have. But I also this popped up in my mind, and I and I really believe with flowing um, with with my spirit, man. But exercise helps too Mm -hmm. and and I know that's coming from a place because I was praying I was like God God my mouth (laughs) and we don't move a lot and when we don't move a lot we collectively and I'm going to say this is going to sound crazy get constipated yeah 
And I'm not just talking about excreting waste. I'm talking about we don't let things go. We tend to stay stressed and we carry things on. But when we exercise those, what do they call those? I forgot. But we release those endorphins yeah. and we're able to what we call woosah. We're a, we able to release some things that keep us tight, well, that keep us heavy. Doesn't that go along the lines of the connection between mind, body, and spirit? Yes, it does. Yes. You so have we, to so take care need, of your total being. Yes, we need to feed our yes. heart, our soul, mm. our mind with continuing education and the physicality oh, of things. It, we don't all have to run marathons. No, we don't. It's about <laughs> <laughs> And listen, even though I've done one, it's not something that I want to do on repeat, you know, press the repeat button. But but some type of physical activity, some yes. type. We all need Move. to sweat. Right? We need to sweat. Intentionally yes, we sweat. Intentionally not just because sweat. it's 112 like, outside. No, but we it, need it, to intentionally sweat. With sweat. Yes. yes. I love that. Sweat with intention. Mm-hmm. I might use that. Do it. <laughs> use it. And people just need to be encouraged, too, that. You're not the only person going through feeling lonely. Mm. I know you may feel like, okay, but yeah, but in my world, that's what it seems like. I understand, but you are not alone. And everything that you're going through right now will prove to work out for the good. Because when we have pressure, diamonds are produced in pressure. Beautiful things come out of pressure. And so trust the process is what I would say. Trust the process Stay positive through it. Pray, meditate, be grateful. Whatever it is that that you do that causes you to release, do that because it's so important. And I just want to say something. You have something valuable to give to someone else. And when you take a look outside of yourself and what you're going through, you will be able to see what other people are going through. And then not only see, but ask yourself, how can I be a blessing or how can I help solve someone else's problem? And when you reach out to other people, I find that it makes you feel good to be able to put a smile on somebody else's face. Mm -hmm. When they come back, and they may not come back sometimes and say thank you, but when somebody say, you know what, keep doing what you're doing because it's making a difference or that little thing you did for me, it could be as simple as opening the door. You might be upset and you just open the door for somebody and the person looks at you and smile. Thank you. And that may do something to you on the inside. And you're like, wow, maybe I can do this a little bit more. Just pass it on. And just mm-hmm. pass it on. That's it. You know, I, I love what you're saying. And I think sometimes, too, um, as, as we choose to, to live this way, I think it has to be very intentional, right? It, it because does. Because no matter your, your faith background no matter. or what your decision yes. is, you have to, you know, what's the old saying? Fake it till you make oh. it. And that's, that's just not in a skill set. That it's, it's, is... <laughs> Being intentional in the way you're going to live your life, Mm. to be positive, to be a force for good. And then once you start doing it, then you make it because you're you're forcing yourself and then you fall into, okay, this this does feel good. Even though I didn't wake up feeling this way. It happened to me. (laughs) That has happened to me before, you know, because I felt like for the longest season in my life, because childhood was hard for me. Mm. It was very hard for me. And I went through numerous things 
being bullied, being suicidal, being molested, all of those things. And then having to watch my parents argue constantly and and feeling like my mom was grabbing at me for hope. And I'm like, I need a mother. But but here she was, like, I need someone I can talk to, and you seem to be that person, even though you're my child. And so I a lot of responsibility was placed on me at an early age. And part of that caused me to not really express all the things that happened to me. Cause, mm-hmm. So I would just take them on, stuff them down. That's another thing that happened. Hmm. Then something else would happen, another form of abuse. Okay, that happened. People need me, so they don't want to hear what I have to say. They don't have time for my tears. And so you just stuff it down until you have those moments, unfortunately, but they are real, when when you explode. I remember having an explosion when I was in junior high. And it was, it really came from just all the pressure pressure that was piled on me. Mm. And, And it was one thing, you know, they say the straw that broke the camel's back. I was being attacked by a student that day. She said something to me that was just totally off, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I whew, I blew up. And, of course, the principals, they knew. And that's why I'm glad for, for principals, administrators who, who don't just rush to, right. you know, to accuse kids yeah. or just to punish them or You're anything so like that. Yes, I love that word, reactive. They, 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 they ask questions. Mm-hmm really investigate the situation and and then able and then they're able to say you know what you've never done this before obviously there's something wrong and you've been a great student you make great grades and so obviously there's something deeper going on this is so important because you mentioned earlier the importance of of self-care yes now to me self-care is extremely important yes it is it's a resilience characteristic yes um, that I believe can be taught. Yes. And unfortunately in our society sometimes self-care can be seen as being selfish. It can be. But. But. I'm with, you on, the big, I'm with you on the but. Yeah. That's a big but. But I just need to know from you, what does that look like? Not only now as an accomplished woman, right. but what could that have looked for you when you were that junior high student Mm -hmm. or that child at any stage that was taking on all these responsibilities. You were a giver, you were a supporter, you were a person people come to. But how could you have, if you didn't, self-care? So if any of our young people are listening today and they have those roles of almost supporting adults, taking on from their peers, How could that look like for a young person or even someone in your stage or someone uh, more in a a more advanced (laughs) stage? How can we continue or begin to show self-care for ourselves? And first of all, I just want to get it straight with everybody that self-care looks different for individuals Mm -hmm. because we're not the same because what what self-care is to me and what helps me may not be the same for you so that's important to understand that Mm -hmm. first of all but some of the things that as a child since you asked about that if I really had someone I trusted that I could talk to and share and share that and I and I'm sure there were people around me but everything looked so dark at the moment that Mm -hmm. I couldn't see so I pray that you know you'll be able to see who it is you can trust, 
who genuinely will listen to you and, and actually coach you through some problems or direct you to the help that you need. Another, another, well, one way that I took care of myself, otherwise I just wasn't going to make it. <laughs> Cause I, I told you I was suicidal. I was like, I, life is too hard. I, you know what? I'm like, God, can you just go on and take me now? Just beam me up, Scotty. Okay. But it wasn't, and I'm making light of it now, but at that time it was not light at all. No. It was super yeah. heavy. It was hard on me, but I learned to journal. Mm. If people would journal, you're able to release so much on that paper. That's how I learned to write, mm -hmm. by putting my emotions down on a page because I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I wrote, and I have many journals. I still journal to this day. It helped me, and then you're able to go back and look at how you're voice changes mm -hmm. it's like man that was i was in such a dark place and i used to write poetry you know to express how i was feeling inside and i remember yes. in high school sharing my journal with another student mm -hmm. i don't know what happened to make her want to see my journal perhaps i was in the middle of class writing another poem mm -hmm. <laughs> who knows but she asked to see it and she read one or two poems and she was like can I take this with me? Mm. And she took it. Oh, now this is the one that I'm probably going to break down. I'm just going to tell you. Tears, tears are yeah. just another sign of strength here. Yes. And so she asked to take it home. She brought it back to me. And she said, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Because what you shared in your, in your poetry journal identifies a lot of things that I've, I've gone through and that I'm going through and I don't know how to share it or express it with anybody. Thank you so much. So the transparency in my, in my written work and my poetry, that vulnerability, yes, that vulnerability helped somebody. And that's what, empowering people. I love empowering people because people are going through so much. If we could just understand that, Everybody's fighting a battle. Mm -hmm. And if we all just be kind mm -hmm. and understand that and not be so quick to be offended, mm -hmm. that spirit of, of offense can just tear people apart and cause them to miss out on the human connection that is so vital for us surviving as human beings. Just be kind to people, understanding that even if they're rude to you, you know what? I don't know what kind of day they had. I don't know what they've gone through. It's not even against me. Our thinking, it goes back to our mindset, our thinking has to change. I was just sharing with the girls the other day, and we talked about anger management. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I believe investing in the whole girl. We talked about anger management. And I asked the girls, what sort of things make you angry, make you upset, make you mad? And they were just sharing different things. And then one girl particularly mentioned people staring at me. Mm. And then I was like, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that, you know, that can make you upset. It can. Like, what are they looking at me for? But I also wanted to open up their eyes to see that person may look like they're looking at you, but they're not. 
they could be daydreaming. And it just happens to look like they're they're looking at you. And so now you're angry for no reason. Or they may be noticing the beauty that you have within you, that you, which you didn't even realize you had. They're mesmerized. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> By your beauty. <laughs> or just, you know, something about you that's that's yeah. captivating but you know i this is just so so important these conversations they are. And, and and as as you speak i think if we all are intentional if we as, all are intentional if we're intentional if we start off our day with the intention for appreciation and gratitude yes. but also as you were speaking Start off with the intention to start with kindness. Let's start with kindness. And as I like to tell my amazing team, maybe if we start off with every project that we have, right. every new challenge that we have, that if we start off with the yes. Yes. We're going to start off with the yes. I love it. It'll give us an opportunity to maybe stretch our skill set. Yes. Uh, teach us something that we didn't know about That's ourselves. It. And then if it shows itself to be something else, okay, then we pivot. But if we start off intentionally, yes, perhaps that's a good enough place to start. That's a good enough place to start. I totally agree. I want to pivot just a bit. I'm noticing I the time. because I, I, This is so good. I can talk to you forever. <laughs> I, I can talk to you forever. Like, I, but I want to know, I'm going to pivot a little bit because... You're an author. I am. So I want to know about your books. I want to know what where your motivation may yeah. come. And also, do you want to talk about some of your books and where people okay. can find them? Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, my first book that I published in 2018 is a children's book. And it's titled, Mommy, Will You Play With Me? Mm-hmm. And that particular book was inspired from my life. As a teacher, I spent a lot of time at the school. You probably thought that was my first home mm-hmm. because I was always there. Even after the principal was gone, I was yeah. still there. And it was like, why are you still here? Everybody is gone. And then by the time I would get home to my own family, I would be so tired. I had nothing left to give them, honestly. And, and I saw with my son, I missed out on a lot of key time with him. And I saw the same pattern being repeated with my daughter when she was little. And I remember her just wanting to play with me and me trying to play with her, trying to do better than what I did with my son. Because now, like you said, that mother guilt, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to do better. But I I still don't know how to leave the school. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn later, too. And I'm just going to put that to the side that it was really rooted into some other things, mm. deeper issues that I had to deal with, why I was working so hard and for so long and just couldn't let it go. Um, but that's another day and another <laughs> time. But it was inspired from, from that situation with my son. But in the story, is actually a mother and a daughter. Because mm. I just wanted to change up the char- characters. That's what I saw. I didn't want it too, <laughs> too close, you know. <laughs> and, it's, it. and it's interesting because in the book, it appears that, because a lot of people don't know this, they don't notice that because people don't really look at the little fine details. Mom in the story, she looks like a single mom, but she's actually married, but it seems like she's living a single life because her husband travels. Mm-hmm. He's out of town a lot. Yeah. You can see the ring on her finger, 
but it's the story behind the story. Love it. And so I wanted a story that both sides could relate to. Yes. Married or single. Right. And so that story has blessed so many people's lives. I, I just recently got a chance to be a visiting author at um, Holloman Elementary in Walter ISD. And one of the teachers was, was reading through the book. She said, oh, this is so sad, but it's so touching. <laughs> and, and, and it hits home because teachers need to read that too because what I would tell them, I would tell them, go home. And I would say it like this, go home, baby. Mm-hmm. I would say like, I'm, I'm a really old mother, okay? <laughs> go home, baby. This school will still be here. And no matter how much you work, they're still gonna, you're going to still be able to find something else that you can do. So cut it off. And, 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 and piggybacking off of that one, jumping into my new book to be released on August the 6th, it's called Hey Teacher. So with me substitute teaching and also the experience I had as a full-time teacher with those teachers coming to me and teachers just everywhere talking to me just needing encouragement and I would encourage them and they were like when are you coming I love when you're on this campus there's so much energy you bring so much light and life and and I love that being able to encourage them because I'm able to do it from a place where I understand Mm -hmm. I stand I understand the struggle I understand your situation and so I wrote hey teacher to encourage them on the journey and it's 31 words of wisdom and encouragement things that I learned that I wish I had done differently but they shaped me into the person I am to be able to have the words now to share with many and and, and hey stands for hope to encourage you Mm, love that and so there's more to come in the series but this is the first one um, 31 words of wisdom and encouragement and it's not long because we know they don't have a lot of time right so each nugget is at least one page long, and, and there's also um, a quote with each one. Nice. And so I'm, I'm ready to encourage those teachers. I got, I got the opportunity to speak at Region 3 oh, in Victoria, no. um, Texas. That's my home region. Are you serious? I was a principal at Palacios High School <laughs> for, yeah. Okay, let me, self-control. <laughs> We're just connected in so <laughs> many are. ways. Oh, my goodness. But when I tell you, Valerie, that was such a wonderful experience being there. I got the chance to not only promote my books, because I have another book that I, I am a contributing author in that I published in it with, with somebody else under Karen Malone. She compiled all the stories, but it's called Nothing Can Stop the Promises of God, Not Even mm-hmm. COVID-19. Oh, nice. And so we tell our COVID stories. And um, the title of my story is Death Angel on My Shoulders. Mm. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Get the book. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and, and what I want to do to, uh, you know, I want to make sure I don't leave this conversation without acknowledging okay. the topic of suicide. Yes. You know, what we try to do once we air your conversation, we're going to post, you know, your your resume, your CV, but also any resources for assistance for those that are, are um 
uh, needing help in yes. that area yes. for loved ones in that area yes. because we most definitely want to be sensitive to that topic. Yes, ma'am. And yes, we'll ma'am. make sure to do that as we share this this conversation. But also, you know, with your book, we will be yes. happy to share all the opportunities to find it. But as you were talking about, you know, the over the overwork as teachers yes. do, and I know that'll be a conversation for another day. Yes, it will. But be. I want to leave you on this topic with something that I just I just read a book recently mm. that touched me uh, in the most tender places of my heart. Mm. But one of the phrases that was mentioned in the book um, was the the author, she spoke about how those individuals that are very much into research and studying yes. and working really hard mm. to make a difference, to, to, to learn more. It's if you take a moment, it's rather than research, it's me search. Mm. So those of us that are really interested in a particular area, yes, you're interested in the area, but perhaps Somewhere inside of you, you're trying to find out more about you and how to fix you or how to resolve some of the issues that have haunted you throughout your life. So as as you are speaking to that, it really resonates with the topic that I've I've been thinking about. But uh, again, I'm noticing our time uh, together. And as as we begin to close... I want to know, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would really like to share with our audience? I think we covered everything this time around. (laughs) For the first round. For for the first (laughs) round, yes. I I think I've said everything that I feel like I'm supposed to share today. I love that. This has been a great conversation. Mm. It's been beautiful. It's been lovely. What I want to ask you, because I can't not ask you, yeah. tell me about those pearls. <laughs> well, I bought them from J.C. Penney's. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I love J.C.P. Okay. <laughs> Represent. But, I'm a J.C. But, but I've but had I, them for quite a while, too. Well, they're gorgeous. Thank but you. I've always loved pearls. I love them with a lovely dress. Thank you. I love them with denim. I love them on an 80-year-old. I love them on an 8-year-old. Yes. But do do you love them, or are they just a great JCPenney find? Listen, I love pearls. If I could have pearls, listen... More pearls, I would, but I have to control myself because I can I can be a shopaholic sometimes. But but when I have a favorite pair, this is one of my favorite pair of pearls. It's it doesn't go down too long because sometimes you have clothing yes. that's you know up there. And then I, I debated whether or not I should wear these pearls because I looked at the print of my dress. I said, okay, there's a lot going on on my dress, so I really don't want to overdo it with my jewelry. Let's kind of keep it simple. And then I thought about my pearls. I said, oh, I'm going to go to my go-to pearls. Do you hear hear what I'm calling them? My (laughs) go-to pearls. (laughs) So I put them all, and they're right up here. They don't take away from the dress. It doesn't make it look like I'm just... I've look, overdone it. No. So I, I love my pearls, and, and, and these are one of my favorite pairs right here. Well, they're beautiful, but I, I noticed them not only because I have a personal um, preference to them, but one of our, well, our very first 
program that we had, an outreach program that we had, that's uh, called Power Set, and it was a female organization. But one of the signature looks is that every member had a string of pearls. Wow. And we had a story associated with it. So we'll have to share that with you. But it's beautiful because, of course, pearls are linked. It's biblical as far as the pearly gates. Yeah, come on. But also in relation to the organization of Power Set, we always like to tell the story that each pearl, you know, it's a living item. But it started off as a rough piece Mm. of sand. And over time and where... It becomes smooth and spherical with perfection, and it represents perfection um, and feminine charm and all the things. But so every time I see a guest or anyone wear pearls, I'm always, Mm. um, I think, back to that organization. But well, (laughs) I love it. Wonderful. (laughs) I love it. So. As we close out, I, again, want to thank you you. uh, for everything that you do in every area of your life. I want to commend your strength personally and professionally. I uh, am with you, and I encourage you to keep doing all the great things that you do. And hopefully we'll be able to continue collaborating in a formal way. I hope so, too. If not informally. That's right, both. How about (laughs) that? And to our guests, I hope you've had the opportunity to listen to this entire conversation and all of our other conversations. And hopefully, like myself, I hope we're able to follow the lead of Tarasha in leading a life that's full of encouragement and passion and empowering of others. Thank you and have a wonderful day.